Hello and welcome to another episode of Your Average Critics, joined as usual by Chris and Obi. How are you both? I'm good, mate. How are you? Uh, I'm okay, depending on whether these rumours about June 21st being pushed back are true or not. Because it makes me quite angry to think that it might be. I hear you. You'll be alright, mate. I wish I had your confidence, but... Some guy at work who's quite high up in the council was like, no, they're going to push it back four weeks. So that would ruin my stag do. But hey, ho. Oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't see what happens. Yeah. Oh, well, we're not here to talk about that. We are here to talk about the first episode of the Marvel series Loki, uh, which dropped today on a Wednesday. So Wednesday's a new Friday is their sort of tagline. Um, Is the next episode following Friday? Was it every Wednesday? No, no, no. I think it's Wednesdays from now on. For the next six weeks. But, so this follows Loki um, from the end game point. So when he picks up the Tesseract whilst the Avengers are heisting 2012, uh, Loki comes across the Tesseract and disappears. And the first few minutes of this episode were basically bringing us, you know, refreshing our memory on that. Um, and then we see what happens to him there. So he's, at this point, Loki, without the knowledge of Thor Dark World, of uh, Thor Ragnarok, uh, and Infinity War, which becomes interesting later in the episode. Um, but, I mean, just before we get into, like, the specifics of the episodes... How how much was your anticipation for this series in general, Obi? Uh, mine was pretty high, to be fair, because I, I think when we were talking about the um, when Disney Plus released all of their uh, what's it called, all their their slate basically of what was coming out and the trailers and stuff, I think the Loki one was the one that interested me the most. Um, I still can't mm. put my finger on why, but I just think because I'm probably because I like Loki a lot, and then it, the trailer seemed quite. Like, mysterious and as if like I feel like it would contribute to or could contribute to the MCU in like, potentially a big way um, so yeah I was pretty it's probably out of the three that have come out so far definitely the one I was most excited for mm. Chris? Yeah I'd have to agree really like it's I don't know uh, same reason same thing really I don't know really why but I guess he's the he's the most likable not likable but he's the character i'm most intrigued about really like he's he's a villain we like like we've had a lot of like mishits with villains and i feel like he's one we've really liked so seeing a story with him is quite uh intriguing yeah i feel like when it initially was announced i was sort of like can't any of these characters stay dead i think that was probably Mm. my initial reaction before any trailers or kind of plot points i was like okay another character that they're sort of um reneging on their they're quite he had quite a poignant death i thought because he yeah. he had had quite a good character arc um so i think they had quite a big job to not undermine that um and based on this episode i think they're already showing me that they're they're all right they're gonna be okay um, so this episode, I would say, was more of a introduction to the Time Variant Authority, to the new characters of Mobius, um, and, uh, like the Minutemen, I think they call them, the people that go and, uh, you know, try and rectify time. Answers Just randomly, initially- isn't the Minutemen... Sorry, Glenn. Isn't the Minutemen the same name as the thing from Watch- the Watchmen film? Or am I making that up? Like the uh, the group of super, the first group of superheroes, or something like that? Or am I thinking of something completely different? I don't know. Not sure. But but that is isn't isn't Watchmen DC? Yeah, no. I was just saying, just the, the name because oh. the names are the same. I was just thinking that's a yeah. coincidence, but yeah. Um, but we also, I think, they already address some of the questions that people would have had. Um, and I'm being vague at the moment, but we'll go into more detail. Um, and then, yeah, uh, it sort of right at the end sets up for the next five episodes. I think 
from a purely kind of storytelling point of view, this episode was pretty much hit the nail on the head. You introduced new characters, you re-anchored us in where this is in the time, like, uh, chronology, and you've already answered questions and set up, you know, you don't take three or four episodes wondering what's going on, or in the case of WandaVision, six or seven, which I don't think is to WandaVision's detriment at all, but, you know, this very clearly was like, right, we've got six episodes, here you go, here's the information you need, next five episodes should be pretty fun. Um, I mean, Chris, what were your first impressions in, in of, of this episode, and what stood out for you most? Did you just ask a question? Because I was not, I was disconnected just then. Okay, Ovi, maybe you can answer the question if you heard what I said, and then Chris yeah, will go um, yeah, no worries. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it um, quite a bit. I think the, the, the one thing that I thought about it that um, made me like kind of chuckle is that. Do you remember the therapy episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or like where he was with like uh, where um, uh, Bucky was with the therapist? Then obviously him and uh, Kim and Captain America did the therapist thing as well. I just thought this episode did that way better than, <laughs> like, unintentionally did that way better than um, the fact that Soldier did it. Because it was kind of just, like, Loki being in a stage of, like, denial um, about his uh, his status, like, as a, a hu- as a person, a god or whatever. And then, like, kind of coming to terms with uh, his own, like, personality. And even like them, the way they brought it back to like um, certain things he's done in certain films, like oh, you enjoy inflicting pain on people, don't you? Blah blah blah. So kind of like even though we've spent um, ten or ten however many years with Loki, we kind of like delve into his psyche for probably the first time ever, and actually find out yeah. like the motivations behind his actions. Um, so I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, com- company that with like all like the even like the video explaining the, the explaining the time variant authority and like the new characters that they're setting up like with uh owen wilson as uh morbius or mobius whichever one it's called um i think all that like is just doing really well to set up this like what we assume will be like encompassed universe like outside of the uh outside of the stories that we've gotten already so far i think they've done really well to kind of like tease what might be coming next so yeah, I'm just really curious to see what's going to happen next. I think it was a really well set up pilot episode. Mm. Chris, any particular points that stood out for you? Oh, um, you know, no, I just I, I actually really enjoyed the episode. I, like, not a lot really went on, but for some reason, I was really intrigued by it. I mean, um, I thought it was quite funny when he obviously sees the whole drawer of Infinity Stones, and he's like, "How have you got all these?" And it's like. Mm. Like, it is kind of interesting. You'd like to see a bit of a story on as to why they have so many. Like what else has gone on in the mm. background? Um, mm. But also, it would also would have been intrigued to see. I know, obviously, the Tesseract didn't work there. But what if you put all six together? Would they have worked? I don't know. But obviously, I don't know if he could handle holding all six and then working anyway. But um, yeah, yeah doesn't just, Mobius a, make a point of of saying that none of the none of the Infinity Stones work there? True, yeah, yeah, this is what I mean, but do, do, would all six together somehow work or something? I don't know. Or the the, the, the thing for me is this, this series can only, like, I really enjoyed this episode and I think the series is going to be interesting. I don't think necessarily Loki is the all-round bad guy, like they implied he was. Um, oh, no, it's, um. well, oh, sorry, go on. I'll tell you what I think it is in a minute, but, yeah. Yeah, because they, 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 he said it was him, didn't he? And, but I don't think mm. it's actually him. Mm. Um, but um, I've got a feeling they're just going to put him back in at the very end of all of this. I think they're just going to put him back where he left off with Thanos. What dead you mean? What and then die? Well, well, he's seen what happened, so maybe he can do some tricks to shit in it. Well, no, because no, that's the saying, secure timeline. Yeah. Well, we don't know if th- we don't know if this is all part of the timeline. True. Well, this is this was one of my questions from this episode was. All the stuff that happens in the TVA must be outside of the secure timeline, right? Yeah, so I think it's similar to... So I think I said this ages ago, but I think in Legends of Tomorrow, they basically have the same thing. Like this 
organization that operates outside of time. So like they're the um, the organizers of everything that goes on, but nothing they do affects anything in the past, present, or future. Okay, because that would make sense. Because yeah, like that's what I got. Chris is saying, if you put yeah, so so for listeners, the secure timeline is essential. So they intru- introduce like the time variant authority said they came about because way back when uh, there were loads of different multiverses and they were fighting for dominance essentially and the three three timekeepers uh, came together and was like nope we've unified you into one secure am I calling it the right thing? Secure timeline yes um, yep. and that is the main one and if anyone deviates from it then the time variant authority go to them uh capture them and then reset that little thread and therefore um it goes you know nothing's changed otherwise you might get and interestingly they do say in this you you could end up with a nexus event which wonder was called a nexus being um which could lead mm. to a multiverse and I thought they were going to say of madness. <laughs> um, but I'm imagining now, so I didn't have any clue before the series how it could fit in with the MCU or even if it would. But from them saying that, I'm wondering if somehow by the end of the series, we learn more about how a multiverse can be created and it will at least inform us about the multiverse of madness. Do you guys agree? I think they'll definitely leave put things in there for you to they might not like say it point blank but they'll put yeah. things there in there to for you to be like oh okay so this is how it can connect to Doctor Strange or whoever it is um, I thought one thing, another thing I was going to say which I forgot about which was one of the questions that I had I think because I think we've gone back and forth quite a lot about um, uh, people messing up the timelines like Captain America exactly, basically messing up the timeline and stuff like that um, so I suppose they kind of maybe answer it in this when they say the things that the like Loki tries to blame the time variant on the Avengers saying oh yeah they all they obviously went back in time so why aren't you apprehending them kind of thing and they say that everything that the Avengers do was supposed to happen so we can make mm. I think, I feel like we can make the assumption that they haven't fucked anything up basically by going back in time and doing whatever whatever and then also they the the strand that Loki made by taking the Tesseract from 2012 has been erased by the time variant authorities so there's no, there shouldn't be any repercussions there. So I like how they kind of like bookended those questions that I had after Engo. Yeah, so essentially what happens is Loki is dead in the in the secure timeline. Sacred. Yeah. Oh, is it sacred? sacred okay, time. sorry. Oh, is it sacred? I thought it was secure as well, to be fair. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but does that not raise a question about when uh, Hulk takes the time stone and then the ancient one is like, oh, you're now creating this thread? Like, yeah, but the ancient one, I assume, this... doesn't, I, assume, I assume the ancient one doesn't know about the TVO. Yeah, mm. I, would just, I would assume the same thing. So then, so then what she's saying is correct. Because obviously you can make alternate timelines. But I'm assuming there's right. specific events that have to happen in the sacred timeline. Okay, and so therefore, by the logic of the TVA, because they didn't interfere, it was supposed to happen, and it came back into a nice neat yeah. bubble or anyway. You, or, or, you, back. or yeah, or you assume that yeah, because because Captain America put it back, it's all good. But then it does flip on its head because Captain America didn't come back, so Captain America inevitably changed the whole timeline by staying where he was. But that's for another. That's for another day. Well, evidently <laughs> that was supposed to happen because they didn't intervene, did they? It's quite. So that, it's quite a nice, throws, very then... easy way for yeah. Marvel to just be like, <laughs> "This was all supposed to happen. All of your questions, it's all okay." But it then just it then just makes me think that Captain America was always married to Pe- to Peggy Carter, and then when he kissed Sharon Carter, he was kissing his his niece, and it's all a bit weird. Yeah, to be fair, it does raise a few questions. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Kind of a, um, yeah. So, my f- first thought when I saw these timekeepers was do you remember that cameo um, 
Stan Lee has in, I want to say, Guardians 2. Yeah. Where he's in that weird suit thing and he's, like, talking to people. Do you reckon he yeah. was one of the Watchers? Well, uh, um, Watchers, uh, Timekeepers. He, he's I meant think... to be the uh, one above all, isn't he, or something? I think, Sorry, um, I don't know. I don't know to answer your question, Chris, about him being the one above all. I'm not sure. But um, I say, I think that, um, uh, when they first enter the TVA and there's like a picture on the side of those timekeepers or whatever they're called, uh, or I think maybe it's like the agents, maybe one of them. Um, apparently one of them is Stanley. I didn't, I only saw this afterwards, so I don't, I didn't actually go back to see if I could ca- catch it or not. But apparently, like, they've got like a picture of like three of them up on the wall, um, or like a painting maybe. And I think apparently one of them is Stanley. So that could then credit to what you just said, Glenn, about him being part of the, that organization. Mm. And Therefore, because we've got this sacred timeline, um, this raises two things for me. First of all, you can have pretty much endless possibilities with that because you could have an episode where the Avengers um, lose to... I don't know. Say Iron Man 2 in Iron Iron Man loses to Whiplash. Then the Mm. Time Variant Authority are like, oh, that shouldn't happen quick undo <laughs> do over you could they could literally go into any part of the current mcu timeline and be like oh yeah well initially they got that wrong but we've uh, fixed it um and then the second thing is so currently we're presuming there is no multiverse that's what they made it sound mm. like i i yeah that's what they made it sound like but my my thing of it all is that I think it will be eventually that there's, like I said, I think there'll be a sacred timeline where main events are going to happen and they have to happen a certain way. And then I think there's other like timelines that do other things, but they don't really give a shit about. But then, but then that kind of flips it on itself. On it, my my thing there doesn't really work out because they they said about the whole multiverse war, didn't they? And how they don't have the mm. other timelines, so they don't have the multiverse wars and stuff. Yeah, well, there's also the thing that they said about um, where Loki was basically saying, like, whose job is it to decide, like, what is the correct timeline and blah, 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 blah. So it could be a thing where maybe he keep in fact, it seems he keeps on challenging that notion that these three beings or whoever they are shouldn't decide what goes on in everybody's life. So maybe that might lead to some conflict that causes, you know, maybe they say, oh, well, actually, maybe you're right. We'll be a bit more lenient. Maybe they cause, like, a few strands of and like they cause maybe a multiverse or something like that. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if something like, like that did happen. And it would be nice if we got some sort of. I think it would be a bit rubbish for them to mention like multiverse, blah blah blah, and then for it for that not to lead anywhere, and we end this series and there's still no like no hint of a multiverse. I think that would be uh, poor use of storytelling, to be honest. Mm. Unless it is just setting up the TVA for like in involvement in. Doctor Strange 2. I mean, Doctor Strange is going to be about nine hours long, isn't it? <laughs> All the stuff they got fit in. I wonder if... Um, I doubt it, but I was just thinking as well. I wonder if the TVA has anything to do with, like, the Eternals as well. Because obviously, Glenn, me and you talked to me the other day about how the Eternals have kind of apparently seemingly been around for ages, but not really interfered until now, inverted commas, in the, whatever film's going to be. So do you think maybe that's something to do with them wanting to protect the timeline or something like that or do you think that's just me putting two and two together and getting six i i think i think, I think a... they're I, I i think i think they're just there and because they know they're powerful they shouldn't meddle i don't necessarily mm. think they'll be involved with tvo but i think it's a good point i think it's a good point as well because yeah if they're if they're giving knowledge you know at way in advance of what humans have you then have to presume that anything like that is within you know if the TVA don't get involved, then it's within what's supposed to happen. So then mm. it therefore doesn't necessarily seem like meddling. I don't know. Um, it it is one of these things that I think Marvel have tried to do an easy way out, but inevitably people that are a bit more on it are like, hang on, that that sort of doesn't make sense now. Well, what about this? You know, um, yeah, it's it's sort of rather than. There's like a, 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 a fate 
about it rather than or an inevitability rather than you know oh what if Hawkeye had jumped rather than Black Widow so oh no it's supposed to happen that way so mm. if Hawkeye jumped they would have just gone nope <laughs> you do it again um, I do I do but... wonder though like they haven't mentioned it but I do wonder if there are like key events that that can that have to happen and then there's others that could have happened one way or the other kind of thing because mm. I in my personal opinion either one of those characters dying in that scenario doesn't really make a difference. That's true. Um, oh, but bar, bar his family, I suppose. And she didn't have one. Yeah. It just makes you think, like, how... Yeah, whoever is controlling this, if someone is indeed controlling it, then, yeah, how much free will is there? How much leniency is there? Is it like, at the end of the day, as long as Thanos is defeated then however you get there, you get there sort of thing. Mm. I don't know. Um, mm. But also, uh, the question, I think Obi mentioned it earlier, about Loki being the... No, Chris, I think you mentioned it. Loki being the villain of TV, uh, of uh, the series because he's the one causing the variance across history. Mm. Uh, you said you don't think it's him. I also yeah. can't can't think of a logical way for it to be him because if he had... Got, clearly for him to get to that point he must have deviated from the sacred timeline and therefore the TVA would have been after him so you know at what but point suppose, has he already deviated off but I suppose if we say that um, well, what's the what's the character in Doctor Strange the, the, the bald head character the ancient one if the ancient one is correct then there are technically should they have not got rid of him oh no 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 would there technically be two Lokis? Because it's the one from the normal timeline and then the one from the deviated timeline, right? I think the one from the normal timeline would have just followed the course that we've seen in the MCU. Yeah, true, 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 true. true. Yeah, um, I, just don't but, think it, I don't think it would be a good story if it's him, personally. Well, I think... Um, so, uh, I watched uh, some people react to the trailer for Loki of maybe last week or the week before. Um, and basically, uh, I don't know if you remember, but there's a scene where it kind of looks like um, the scene from Endgame with Black Widow. Um, but people were saying that that's not Black Widow and that is actually a character called Lady Loki. Um, so the fact that they said now, um, oh yeah, it's you. I feel like this um, villain could be this Lady Loki character, which so technically is Loki, but just another version of him or and also um this is bare like nerdy but if you um on one of the uh what's it called on one of the in the show like near the end on the, in the end credits i think if you pause on one of his uh one of his documents that's got like all his name and that on it it says gender fluid so i'm wondering oh, if okay that's got, yeah so i'm wondering if that's got something to do with the lady loki kind of thing so maybe that like maybe there's something there that it's going to be this character and also they mentioned right near the end that it was like third millennium the, the person was from the third millennium i think or, or early third millennium yeah. so i don't know what i don't know what year that would be but um because i'm not good that'd with be 3000 or something okay right? is that year 3000 okay so, so he's been to the year 3000 nothing's changed but not just changed exactly <laughs> words are busted words are busted but um oh so yeah Interesting that Loki is gender fluid. Um, he's a shapeshifter as well, isn't he? So presumably yep. he can just morph into whoever he wants. Um, I know I I was very hurt by WandaVision, right? So, you know, when they were in the 15th century medieval church and then yeah. uh, um, Mobius is saying to the little French girl, who did it? And she points to the stained glass of the devil. I was oh, like, you thought it was going to be uh, Mephisto? It's Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Glenn, stop it. Stop I it, know. Stop it. I'm hanging my hat on that again. I know. I'm so gutted. But I was thinking, like, yeah, if it is Loki, if Loki's essentially chasing after himself, that'd be a bit strange. I don't know how they would work that. But I have mean, yeah. Just, um... Mephisto. Oh, sorry, go on. No, Mephisto confirmed. I was just going to ask, what do you guys. So, obviously, like, um, for us, like us three personally, I feel like um, when the shows come out, like for Wonder especially, we we had like a lot to talk about. Um, less so for 
uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, I feel like after, like in terms of our discussions after the show, after we'd watched that and also during the podcast, do you feel like yeah. this show is going to lend itself in any way to like theories or like in terms of that, that sort of discussion? Or do you think this is going to be uh, more or less straightforward, more like Falcon Winter Soldier kind of? Good question. I think we were burned by most of the theories of WandaVision, so maybe yeah. they're not in into that sort of realm. Um, I think... I really... I don't know. Because it seems so out of the sacred timeline, it's going to be really difficult to see how how they dip in and out of, like, what time periods they dip in and out of. Um, mm. I mean, we've already seen, yeah, like, Middle Ages, medieval, and then... 3000 AD sort of thing so I would like to say that there'll probably be things in this where we can say oh yeah that might have some ramification for the multiverse rather than you know theory it might just be like oh yeah that that will give me info on on what might happen in Doctor Strange Um, whereas Falcon and Winter Soldier was pretty much just generic and then it was like, oh, we've got a new Captain America, which was the whole point of that season, was showing you how Sam uh, is deserved of the Captain America mantle, I guess. Whereas this mm-hmm. is sort of like, hey, this guy's alive in this kind of weird non-time zone. Chris? Yeah. What? Sorry, what was the question? I was listening to you so deeply, I've forgotten what the actual question was. No, just any any response to what any of us have said, really. Oh, is it going to be theories or? Oh, mate, I'm 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 done with the theories. I think what uh, <laughs> I do think what Obi's just said does hit spot on about like the villain probably is Lady Loki. Don't know who that is, but sounds like a good twist. Um, I I'd be intrigued to see if we see any other like Marvel characters pop up anywhere. That would be pretty nifty if they could do that. Um. I ultimately feel like they're going to give Loki too much room to move and he's going to do something mischievous mischief, mischievous, throughout his uh, time hopping throughout the universe. Well, he's he's um, already shown that he's capable of, like, um, even with the whole um, him being uh, having that collar around his neck, he's shown that he's capable of getting himself out of that and probably could yeah. have tried to get further or maybe even get out of the TVA but kind of, like, gave up in the end. But, you know... And and you can see that kind of his like lust and passion for power because he was like, wow, this is a big power that I'm sitting in front of, aren't, aren't I? And the the other mm. guy who didn't know what what fish was was like, yeah. <laughs> so you never know. That might be his new aim to be the the ruler of the TVA. Well, I'm curious. Yeah. To, this is the thing. So like, they make a big point of him being like, like you said, Chris, like thirsty for power, and I'm wondering. If they'll come, if his arc over the show will kind of be like him, not having to, um, to like always be like, oh yeah, I need to kill this person and take over this person so that I can be powerful, so that people think I'm powerful. That's what what he essentially said was like a facade, like something that weak people do to make themselves seem like they're in control. So I'm wondering if by the end of the show he will be the same character. And I kind of, it's um, it's a double edged sword because I hope he does grow. But then also, I like the character that he is, so I'm not sure how I'd feel about it if he became someone who wasn't like obsessed with power. Yeah, the thing is as well, like I, I think you're right. Like I, I want to see him grow, and the problem you got is that between between four three, for Ragnarok, sorry, and mm. um, Endgame, Loki actually does a lot of growing, and yeah. that's kind of been ripped out. Like he didn't do that now. If he, he's seen it, but he didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like, he hasn't fully experienced what he should have experienced. But I guess well, he that... can see it. So then he, uh, I suppose, if I saw my future and I didn't like it, would I change something about it? I would try to. Uh, although, if you're going by TVA rules, you can't change it because things happen because they happen. So mm. a bit morbid, but yeah, you know, there you go. But I think I think uh, you've got a good point in terms of like you know that Obi refer to it as therapy which it sort of was like 
the Loki we're seeing now is the power hungry 2012 one who tried to take over and wants to be ruler of Midgard and all the nine realms. But we have already seen him grow over the 12 years and particularly in that period that we don't see him do anything. But from Ragnarok to Endgame, you're, you're, uh, Infinity War, sorry. You're absolutely right, Chris. He does do a lot of growing. And by the time he dies, he is, you know, redeemed or redeeming himself. Hence why his death was so impactful but because he now is the 2012 loki with the knowledge of what he's done and the pain he's caused you know his mum dying and you know his father passing away and thor losing an eye and him eventually dying he's seen all that so he has that knowledge but if he gets put back into the timeline he won't have any of that knowledge because they will just reset him Mm. so i reckon he will do some growing and he will use what he's seen and knows the type of person he ends up being because he knows it's inevitable, he'll probably just do that growing a lot quicker. Um, so do you it think might be a good this, twist. Sorry, he, I was going to ask. Do sorry, you think that be... this... Um... Go on, go on, go on. <laughs> sorry. A slight delay. Um, yeah, it, it might be a good twist if he does actually be like, haha, that was all a facade and I do want to take over the TVA. That might be quite interesting. But what was your question, Obes? I was going to ask, do you think that... Because I think we, uh, we're we going to get a season two of this, I think. I think that's what they said. Yeah, we are. So do you yeah. think that he, Loki, Loki, will be kept kind of like separate from the films? Or do you think eventually he'll be like launched back into the MCU? Are you asking if he will low-key be kept separate or if low-key will be kept separate? You're an idiot. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, I don't Psych. think he has any... He has, he has no... At this point in time, he has no real point in being in the MCU. Mm. Um, I feel like we need Thor to grow a bit into his new new self before we can mm. reintroduce Loki. Mm. Um, but then season two of Loki might not be to do with the TVA, so... True. Yeah, I think the only way that they could reintroduce Loki into the MCU is by by the end of Doctor Strange, there being more than one universe and he is alive in one of those because within the sacred timeline from what the tva was saying he's dead he ain't coming back so the only way for him to be able to explore the future is yeah in toby Maguire's universe or andrew garfield's or you know one of those what do you think i was gonna say have you heard what the plot for spider-man meant to be or do you want to hear it I mean, I mean, how reliable are your sources, Chris? Is this like, is this um, Sky Sports? Is it, HB, is it HB and Hines or is it? Brunson? I'll be honest. I was scrolling through TikTok and someone said that the Spider-Man film is based on the, this specific Spider-Man comic of things happening, and it kind of pairs very nicely with the end of Spider-Man to if Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in it for them to being introduced into this new Spider-Man. Well, Obi and I were talking about like you know all these like fake ITKs. It's like, oh, my cousin works in a picture house in Brazil, and he's got the trailer for not far from. So wait, do you, uh, do you want me to say that or not? Um, I will leave that decision to Obi because I, I don't I'm, mind I'm him. I'm not going to because I feel I feel like it is super plausible that it could it could be the real thing, and if okay. it is, then the first twenty minutes of the 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 film is going to piss you both off. As well. Well, I would, I would be quite disappointed if Tommy Guar and Andrew Garfield aren't in it. But also, if they're only in it for the first twenty minutes, then I would be like, oh no, me. no, no. I don't, know, I don't know about how long they're going to be in the film or whatnot. I don't know about that. But oh, okay. there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a key factor that I think can't be glossed over. And if it does, it'll piss off bare people. Okay, fair enough. Um, um, going back to Loki quickly, um, I just wanted to say um, a few. Uh, another thing that I liked was when he uh, was when Mobius said um, that Loki was like he was never like like never meant to be a god. Like he's he's only there to basically propel other people to be good. If that makes sense. like I like that. Yeah. that That's idea. so peak. That is so yeah. so peak. This is the thing. So like you find out that your existence effectively means nothing for for yourself you're only there to help your adversaries get stronger <laughs> like, that is so funny <laughs> like, that's mad when you think about it 
That's a is slap he not in the face. Therefore the best, is he not there the, then therefore the best of them all because he helps them out? Well, well, there you go. Sometimes, Chris, someone's got to do the dirty work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, some, <laughs> someone's got to... Yeah, I don't know what the saying is. So, yeah, someone's got to be saying, <laughs> isn't it? But I was going to say also, um, and Chris, you'll appreciate this. I, I, I kind of didn't like how they were like... Um, they let him believe that he killed Phil Coulson. And I was like, oh, like, let him know at least that Coulson survived. Oh, yeah, I, I, was, I was like, show him a snippet from Agents of Shield. <laughs> just do him. Do him dirty, innit? Like... Because although, spoilers, Coulson is dead now, I was like, I would have liked him to say, to at least not even get that satisfaction of knowing that, thinking that he killed Coulson. And yeah, that, yeah. that, that, and that I, annoyed me a little bit. I thought they were going to do that as well. Um but do you reckon that make, means that they're sort of disregarding anything in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as not canon? It's very possible. I, I just don't think that making the point that Agent Coulson was alive, that wasn't the point he was trying to put across. The point was that he was saying, well, Loki, you did this. And mm. because you did this, it actually started the Avengers. Because prior mm. to that, they were a fucking shambles. Hulk was picking up the Tesseract stick or whatever the... He's picking up the Loki staff and Captain America Iron Man was fighting and Hawkeye was zapped into some oblivion trying to kill them all like prior to Coulson dying, so Yeah. No, that's a fair point. Um I did think that was a prime opportunity for them to acknowledge Agents of Shield, but they yeah, I think, a finger I feel up like at that. Yeah, like yeah. you said, Gun, I think they they pretty much disregard Agents of Shield. Even though it t- up until like the second to last season, it ties up fairly accurately. But you know, whatever in it, so I'm just going to be bitter. Yeah, think. actually, trying to think about it now as well. The last episode of um, Agents of Shield now now might be just null and void, considering the TBA and what they've just said about what? the sacred timeline. Yeah, well, to be fair, yeah, well, yeah, the whole last season, yeah. To be fair, so it? what happens yeah, in that they're... one? Oh, no. They just. They t- they they just go out through throughout time like time traveling stuff because they need to fix the timeline because I think Hydra, um, oh no, they need to basically the, the premise of it is they need to bring make sure Hydra exists so that the current timeline stays the way it is, so they go back in time and do like loads of time traveling and stuff. But now you're thinking, yeah, like Chris says with Loki now, like is any of this is any of that ever relevant, like. Yeah. Just, and and and, and the way they fix the timeline at the end as well with some funky machine and someone has to stay in that timeline to operate the machine is mm. then like there is two timelines or is there not because you're telling me there is I don't know I don't know maybe maybe this yeah. is this maybe this is suggesting that the TVA aren't telling the whole truth which is probably likely considering to be all fair, the other yeah that would be yeah, I mean, yeah, that would be. I would like that to be fair because I feel like um, Owen Wilson's, ca- uh, sorry, Mobius, is he seems like a very much like a. I'm gonna make you think that I'm like dim, but actually, I've got like the I've got plans in my head, kind of thing that like like a bit Nick Furyish, but obviously not as intimidating. But like I feel like yeah. he would use the fact that he's not intimidating as a way to be like, yeah, let me fool these people who believe what I say. Exactly. Kind of thing. And and for all we know, there is a there is a there is a, a multiverse war going on, and they're just glossing it over as if there isn't, in order mm. to en- enact their rules and regulations and stuff. But mm. yeah, I thought it was. I thought I didn't know if it was funny or not that they bought. Some, was it from Was it from Morgan's the little uh, trade broker guy, who was quite clearly human uh, at the beginning? What company did he work for? Yeah, no, yeah, he said um, Goldman Sachs. I think he said. Goldman Sachs, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was wondering about that. And they just, they just killed him. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, is that who he was? So he he came along with Loki, did he, from 2012? Or... No, he came, he came from a different door. He came from a different door. And then they brought him in. And he was being bare rude. And he was saying, mm. you don't know who my father was and shit. And then because yeah. he didn't take the ticket, he got zapped. But I think uh, I yeah, I did fun. wonder who that guy was. Oh, I'd I think he's just some random bloke who messed with time, isn't it? Karen, oh, no, sorry. sorry. You... That's okay. Um, I say I found it really funny. I thought like there's a go- there was a good few comedic beats with um, Loki at the beginning. Um, so like that bit, for example, when um, the guy uh, doesn't have his ticket and he gets zapped, and then Loki's like desperately patting his pockets to try yeah. to find his ticket. I thought that was really funny. And then also there was a bit where um, uh, what's his name? Uh, when when 
the judge is talking about the time variant authority and Loki's kind of like dismissing it. He does a very, there's a very British, like, um, he did like a little half smile, but not a smile kind of thing. I can't explain it, but it was really like... Very sinister, isn't it? Yeah, and he was like, hmm. I'm like, like, yeah, yeah I did, uh, I'll find the, uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll uh, what's it called? I'll uh, take a picture of it and send it to you because you guys will know exactly what I'm talking about. It was a very British expression. I was like, this is very good um, acting from Tom Hiddleston, I feel like. I mean, Loki and Tom Hiddleston are just like a match made in heaven, aren't they? Like, I we've I've seen some of Tom Hiddleston's other stuff, and he doesn't convince me that he is anyone other than Tom Hiddleston. But mm. I know this sounds silly, but he is Loki. So he, by him playing Loki, I'm like, yeah, that's Loki. It's not Tom Hiddleston with long hair. It is Loki. Whereas. Mm when he's in high rise it's like oh that's Loki but with short curly hair or that's just Tom Hiddleston you know um he he, he is synonymous with that character and he plays it so well his kind of yeah very Englishness and his cheekiness like I think it comes through very well um I want to hear from you guys was there anything that you didn't like or disappointed you or you know anything that was slightly negative about this episode um, there was some music me. that was a bit. Oh, go on, oh, you go first. No, it's okay. Let's go, mate. Go ahead. No, no, go on, mate. Chris, go. Um, yeah. No, I was going. Go. Man, shit. <laughs> That's not. I was just going to say um, the one thing that I didn't uh, love was the DB Cooper thing. Um, so when he's in the plane and uh, says, I've got a bomb and escapes and all, all that stuff. Because I don't know who D.B. Cooper is, and I don't... I know it's, like, it's a pretty infamous story, but um, I don't know who he is. Um, I didn't know who he was before um, Googling it after the um, the episode finished. Um, and in the trailer, that seemed like it was a more prominent thing or a prominent storyline, like maybe part of one of his missions, something like that. Especially when he says, oh, brother, Heimdall, I hope you're ready for me or something like that. You feel, oh, okay, maybe they're linking this back into something more present day. But it was just like a that little 30-second clip or whatever showing something from however many years ago. Like, just to prove how mischievous he is. And I was like, oh, that's a bit rubbish. Like, I thought that was going to be something else. I thought that was a bit misleading. I didn't mind yes. that too much. Um, I mean, D.B. Cooper, I've heard about that guy just because in the first season of prison break one of the characters they're like oh are you db cooper because he's like got loads of money and disappeared at the same time so i was like i, I quite liked that nod because db cooper's this like sort of i guess quasi legendary mythical person who obviously mm. did exist but also somehow doesn't anymore um so i thought that was quite a nice little addition i wasn't mad at that i mean chris what were you gonna say about negatives Oh, literally, there was just one point of the thing where the alien-type music was playing for a bit too long, and I was just a bit like, meh, stop now, please. <laughs> Fair I, enough. Honestly, like, I wouldn't say this was, like, the most amazing episode ever, but, like, for a start episode, I, I, I just really enjoyed it. Like, I was, I was, I wanted to see what was happening. Yeah. You get what I mean? Like, mm. I wanted to know about the TV. I wanted to hear what the guy had to say. I wanted to, like know who's causing the trouble a little bit. I wanted to see what Loki's reaction was. And he, he kind of went through all six stages of, um, not grief, but, sorry, maybe not six stages, but he went through, like, obviously thinking he was he was all that, to denial, even mm. at a bit of a crisis moment where he was like, am I a robot? Am I not a robot? How would I know? <laughs> yeah. like, that was pretty nifty. And then, like, going to, like, escape, thinking, oh, he's won because he's got the Infinity Stone. And then, realizing oh shit i can't do nothing and then mm. seeing the then having sadness and then kind of having i don't know what he was at the very end before the guy offered him a job but he just seemed a bit um, i would deflated. say he was leaning towards acceptance to be fair yeah so yeah mm. so i quite enjoyed it but i, d- I wouldn't give it like a I w- just because i haven't got anything bad to say about it doesn't mean it's like a 10 out of 10 but um yeah i'm in the same boat as you chris yeah, it's really? Good, really. I thought it was a good start. Do you know what I'm? I'm sort of leaning towards um, 
I mean, this has got 9.5 on IMDb, this episode. Was this episode or was the whole series? Well, the series isn't released yet, so presumably they can only rate... Oh, I thought thought they saw the series before we did and they they get to rate it. Oh, Oh, you get so many spoilers. You get so many leaks with that, wouldn't you? Uh, uh, Either way, on IMDb it's showing as 9.5. And to be honest with you, I'm quite struggling to justify to myself not giving it that. Not because it is um, the best thing I've ever seen, because it's not. But, you know, you have to give these things merits on what they are. And as the first episode of something, you've, ha- you've got, like I said at the beginning, you've reoriented us where we are in a timeline. You've reintroduced us to Loki of that time period. You've introduced us to the TVA, to multiverses and how they work or how we're told they work. You've introduced us to Mobius, to Gugu and Butter Raw's character, the Judge, to the Minutemen, and you've set up who the villain is and what they're doing. All in 50 minutes. It didn't drag. It didn't feel rushed, in my opinion. You had a blend of humour, like you all described certain instances of that, and when he was looping that Minute person um, when he put the collar on her. Um, But also poignancy when he sees his journey up to his death, which, you know, is something like quite profound and then he's obviously upset so whilst it's not infinity war which you know was just epic on like uh so many different fronts surprise and action all that i can't really fault this episode for anything so why then is it not a 9.5 10 i hear you i I mean yeah yeah i i'm yeah, I'm in a similar boat to Chris. Like, I don't. I think I think I find it hard to give pilot episodes uh, like near perfect scores. Um, I feel like there's. I feel like there's like a pilots are just meant to set things up, and obviously, like this is a good setup for stuff. But for me, if if you're saying that this is a nine point five, you're basically saying that this episode is as good as it's gonna get pretty much and i would okay. like to in my mind i would hope that that uh isn't the case like don't get me wrong i still i still really enjoyed it um and i'll probably give it like a strong 8 or 8.5 but to me 9.5 yeah, is like a near perfect episode um which i don't think this was like i said I'm not, not that means it's, it's like bad but yeah i just wouldn't say it was like that good Thing is, okay. uh, also, I, I have to agree with, I totally agree with Obi. I'm like an 8, 8.5 for this episode. But then, I guess, if these episodes, what, how many of those sits in this yeah, series? Six. Yeah. Bit, bit gutted about that, but I suppose it mm. is what it is. They make six episodes of similar, like, level of enjoyment, then maybe I could say this is a 9, 9.5. But I feel like for me to really think something's really, really good, it's got to have a bit more action. A bit more, it'd have to have a bit more Loki being a bit, a bit mischievous, doing his, doing his Loki thing. I don't know, like, I get why they put it as nine point five. I have no dismissal for them putting nine point five, but personally, I think it's probably more like an eight, eight point five. But then I can't give you a good reason as to why it can't be any higher. I just, that's the bar yeah. I'm setting, kind of thing. I think it's a fair point. You know, you, you, you don't want to kind of. Like you said, if the next episode's even better, then where would you go from there? But I think, similarly, you do have to, like, think about the series as a whole, yes, but also take it as in its own context. So, you know, if the next episode is as good and has more action, which is also good, then you think, okay, for a second episode, is this a nine and a half or is this a, an eight? And, and, yeah, I mean there's no right or wrong i don't think and you know like you said you might look back at the series and think well actually that was the worst episode of the lot so <laughs> so the series as a whole is in 9.5 and that episode would fit within that context as a seven or eight you know it's it's all about the parameters that you want to kind of rate it within um so yeah i think we'll we'll rate it quite highly though mm, for sure um i just want to say one more thing um is that i think the title of the episode is called Oh, I'm getting a bit of feedback, sorry. Don't know if... Okay. Chris um, 
the title of the episode is called that like, glorious purpose um and i like so i'd randomly decided to watch avengers yesterday and loki's first line is the same line is his first line in this episode which is i'm loki of asgard and i'm burdened with glorious purpose which i think is a great line for a start um just because i like the shakespearean um aspect of it like same with like the thor films and also it makes loki seem just like a fucking pompous arsehole which he is so i like that <laughs> as well and also the fact that um he says it and um the people i think it's mongolia he ends up in or wherever it is they're like they, they're like what are you even <laughs> they don't even know what you're saying kind of thing so i like the fact that he's like announcing himself to these people and like he stood up on like a a, a rock as well to kind of like put himself above them as well and then he says um i'm burdened with glorious purpose and they don't even understand what he's saying and i think that's just like <laughs> a symbol of like his whole journey throughout the mcu is that he thinks he's so much better than he actually is um and then obviously like we come to find that mobius wants him for to help him to help him find uh this evil character this evil variant so that is could or could be his actual glorious purpose inverted commas so yeah i just like that little time well, that's true yeah good point chris any any final words or thoughts on loki no i've said i've said enough i think it's good where well, i look forward to the next episode yeah just six days and 23 hours <laughs> It's shit that it's coming on Wednesdays, though. I Like I said on the last episode uh, that we recorded, but Wednesday's a crap day for it to come out, for me, anyway. Yeah, still got work tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, um, yeah, I think that concludes uh, our review of episode one of Loki, which has actually turned out to be about as long as the first episode was. So uh, that's a good start. Um, thank you for anyone who did tune in. Um, we tried out uh, doing this live on stereo, um, but we will try and figure out how to put it out as a proper podcast onto Spotify and Apple. So you can find us there under your average critics. You can also follow us on Twitter at YSE Podcast 17 or Instagram under your average critics. Peace. Keep it sexy. <laughs>